0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com.
1: We said there would be premieres this summer, debuts this summer, new music this summer, everybody getting excited about hardcore this summer. Here we go. This is a track from the band Standstill. Name of the song is There's No Autumn Here, and it's off an EP called A Practice in Patience courtesy of Days Slash New Morality Zine. It's a split release. They've each got vinyl variants, and I believe pre-orders come out today. Check it out. It's standstill with There's No Autumn Here. And slippers set out for you I know you think that it ain't too far But
2: I, I hear a call of a lifetime ring but the need to
1: get up for it Oh, you caught out the middle man You're free the man You got no yeah. time for <laughs> Hey! Welcome no to reg- Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick
0: i'm bob and i am tom and before look at me cutting in this is the first do time it. i've ever done this
1: <laughs> love mm. it do it
0: before we get too far in i want we wanted to announce a show that's coming up that's very near and dear to our hearts and um some friends of ours Fr- uh friday july 2nd 2021 in the year of our lord at the house of blues in boston it's the we're here we're with stew show um stew if you guys don't know is uh bass player that was in Bane, he was in Reach the Sky for a long time. If your bands have ever toured in Boston, he was he was in charge of a lot of the venues up there, at uh, the Palladium and some stuff in Boston. Wonderful, wonderful guy. He's got a wonderful family. They're doing a show for Stu. So, um, he's get, there's some of his favorite bands are coming to play. Boston for him. Um, so far, it's H2O, Sick of It All, and Bouncing Souls. Um, tickets are on sale. Uh, so yeah, it's Friday, July 2nd. Tickets are still on sale. House of Blues in Boston. Um, It's going to sell out. Um, It's for a wonderful cause and a wonderful human being. So
1: shout out, everybody. Uh, So Bouncing Souls, very fun. Sick of it all. Uh, uh, An all-time favorite of uh, at least two of us and and two-thirds another. And uh, uh, H2O, which uh, had that giant popcorn photo that we like so much.
0: This and at this will be fun.
1: Yeah. Oh, it'll be
0: so. they fucking.
1: Yeah. Uh, um. Everybody, everybody, go! It's a nice thing. Hmm. All right. What do we got today, fellas?
2: Well, first and foremost, we want to shout out our sponsors. And Tom, I believe it is your turn to do the just one gimmick. I am ready. It's full surprise. You you take the wheel and drive. All right, shut up and drive. I'm going to
0: runforcoverrecords.com. Um, I'm buying a shirt. Um, I don't own enough white shirts because I, mm-hmm. I'm a man of larger carriage, and sometimes I wear them once, and then I and, and invariably whatever I'm eating ends up on them, and then they become undershirts. Right, know that world. It's fucking brutal. Um, but Run for Cover is doing a pre-order on the Puffy Ink Outline Logo shirt. I love the new logo. Yes. Um, I don't know what color it is on there because I'm colorblind as fuck, but it's some kind of nature color on a white t-shirt.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I'm not going to spoil it beyond that. It could be like green. It could be orange. I have no fucking idea, but it looks nice to my blind eyes. Um, so yeah, you can go to runforcoverrecords.com, buy yourself a nice white t-shirt. It's going to be
2: hot out this year. Yeah, it is. And uh, No more black when- shirts, man. Like I've done this when you get that in the mail tom you're also going to get uh what i think is one of the coolest new promo things that has been done the one step closer debut on run for cover sticker which was it's a scratch off sticker so like no, lottery okay. tickets yeah you can scratch it's an it looks like rfc you take take your quarter scratch it boom one step closer so shout out what to the, shout out to the boys
0: grady shout comes to, to your boys. house and plays for you
2: <sighs> grady comes to the house and plays for you probably ryan and ross um do a, a zoom call facetime with you and, and serenade you so teach how to dress oh maybe those dudes maybe. got style they do so uh run for cover records.com go get it get that logo shirt it bangs tom what's up next
0: then so we're going to deathwish incorporated uh deathwish.com um a record that I don't know if we we've definitely I feel like we might have discussed, but I don't remember. Okay. Um, hesitation wounds, jicanery.
2: Mm-hmm. Can we talk about this a little bit, but not enough. So it's, it's
0: it's 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 if if calling it a supergroup, Pat, is would you say that's hyperbole?
1: No it it, it it's just it's, on li- it's just over the line for a supergroup.
0: All right. So hesitation wounds. If you're not familiar, um, our buddy Jeremy from Touche More singing. Um, my buddy, uh, an old friend, Steve LaCour, Scuba Steve, was in Trap Them he's he's mm-hmm. playing Niraj Kane from HopeCon,
2: mm-hmm. Suicide File, mm-hmm.
0: kind of an incredible guitar player. Wrote a lot of your favorite songs, and Tommy Cantwell from Gouge Away and Access, Access, great drummer. It's a fucking all star band.
1: Yeah, um, the record's called All-Star. Chicanery. I- all star for sure
0: um it's called chicanery it's an lp um it's kind of got some beat to
2: it not surprising to me
0: um super it's like what you would expect from that combination of human beings but even heavier
1: yeah maybe some cursed in there
0: yeah oh absolutely but i think yeah i mean i think you know obviously they're all busy with their own bands and lives and stuff so they don't play much but i think so i think this may have kind of been overlooked and you know and in, in in light of like their their you know main bands and stuff like that but sure. you should really 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 it's fucking great it, it's uh Blue recorded it it sounds fucking great uh jeremy's voice is, is fucking wild on it um
2: i can't recommend it enough hesitation moons chicanery at mm. com. check it out uh oh. big shout outs to our other sponsors to live a lie and uh-huh. close casket activities uh, everybody got busy stuff going on. The summer is rolling. The The streets are alive with the sounds of music, my friends. How are you guys doing? There's so much yeah. music.
1: Yeah, a lot of music out here.
2: So much music. Have either of you spent time watching much music in your years of travel? Like yes. Have you,
0: yeah. In, in, channel in, in music?
2: Yes, yes. Yeah. And then it became Fuse. Oh. That's
0: I right. feel like there's some kind of weird connection. Connection, between you're feces.
2: right. Hmm.
0: But yes, I definitely have. Like, oh hey, we're gonna play some uh, Our Lady Peace. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, um, and Good Band. Yeah,
0: <laughs> 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 and we're gonna follow it up with Bare Naked Ladies. Right?
1: Mm. Uh, uh, is that the one that had Mistress Julia on it?
0: No, that few. That was Brooklyn. You, that was New York. You, like America Fuse.
1: Oh really? Okay. Well,
0: did yes. you ever my? Did you ever hear the funny fucking Mister? This is not a sh- slight on her whatsoever. But – so first in the Decision Show back, we're playing uh, Super Bowl of Hardcore um, at this place called The Spirit. It was like a dance club on the west side. They had to get a bigger venue because VOD was playing. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's the longest fucking day ever as it is. Underdog's headlining, right? VOD mm-hmm. is right before them. VOD would not play or I don't know if they wouldn't play. But they had planned that this woman, Mistress Julia, would come out and introduce them. Right. But she was running late. Uh Uh-oh. So whoever played right before VOD, which might have been Madball, because they were like the special guest, there was like a 45-minute wait for Mistress Julia to show up and be like, coming up next from Long Island, Merrick, vision to (laughs) disorder. And then like Underdog went on at like – it, it could have been five o'clock in the morning, for all I knew. I just remember being like, <laughs> "I this is like one of my favorite hardcore bands ever." But this feels like they're playing. We, Justin goes, "Yo, is this fucking underdog in the infinite sadness?" Because it felt like a double album because it was so long.
1: Oh, okay. So check greatest it out. band ever. Yeah, great. Band. <laughs> uh, Mistress Julia might have been feeling herself at that time and kind of thought she could make a rapper appearance. You know, like two thousand
0: six. They call oh, what yeah. they call that a walkthrough. Here's the deal. <laughs> I think they call that a walkthrough when people get like oh. ten grand for just coming to
1: the. Yeah, club. yeah, yeah. She was doing. She was doing a walkthrough. You know what? Good for you, Mistress uh, Julia uh, Chernetsky. She's from
2: Brooklyn. Uh, Age from thirty-eight, Brooklyn. Uh, originally from the Ukraine. It seems
1: like that's right. Uh, was on Uranium. I remember that. Then yeah. she was on Metal Asylum. Don't remember that. No. And then <laughs> she was on the music-themed advice show "Slave to the Metal," which. I don't remember at all.
0: <laughs> but, but now we know what Pat's going to do tonight on YouTube.
1: I'm going to oh, be, oh, yes. well, I found a, uh, five hours of Beavis and Butthead music videos only.
2: Uh,
0: oh, I saw yeah. that.
1: <laughs> so it was that
0: like I of the internet yesterday.
1: I might watch that one.
0: It's like five hours of just fucking him. People going, ah, you got no time for me. The fucking we, life bag anyone."
1: Now, without speculating too much, what do we think? Mistress Julia just sort of disappeared in 2010 from public life. What, what do we think here?
2: Why don't you tell us what she did? I can't tell you. She's, she didn't, there's no. There's no story.
1: No. There's just that she tweeted about Peter Steele's death, and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's
2: I mean, that makes sense.
0: She's a goth, gothish person from Brooklyn.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. But my question is, uh, you like know, what happens
0: what? to folks like that? Right. Yeah, but
1: yeah. Most people don't simply disappear.
0: I mean, you become like Tabitha Soren. Like, what happened to Tabitha Sorin?
2: Tabitha she had Sorin some. Is, yeah, she's had some. She's had some gigs.
0: What about, uh, you know, who's my favorite in the 90s? Um, I don't remember her name. It was a, oh, Jesus Christ. Kennedy? No, no, Kennedy Kennedy. went mad fucking east. Wasn't she like mad, like
2: right wing? I think she went, yeah, she went Fox News on it. Yes, Kennedy Kennedy went Fox
1: News. Kennedy's not right wing. She's just, her show is on the Fox channel, so everybody (laughs) thinks she is. but, But she is explicitly not right wing.
2: What is she like? I like what is Duff. Yeah, what is she about?
1: Yeah, D- Duff was cool. Uh, Kennedy is uh, – she has a pretty f- relatively open platform for libertarian views. Mm-hmm. So that's why she's welcome on the Fox channel. But she is not in lockstep with like the conservative values over there. Mm.
0: You know who actually went quite far? And Bob has probably seen her on some stuff. Remember Karen Bryant uh, from MTV? She'd be on like the UFC post shows and stuff. She's oh still, like, yeah, 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 and yeah. In broadcasting, which is awesome, she was great.
2: She had a moment. Yo, tell me about Duff. You don't remember? I'm trying to remember. She so,
0: was short, black, short woman, yeah. short hair, black, like dark hair. It was like kind of like the like, hey, I'm a rocker. I wear like a leather bomber jacket everywhere.
1: Yeah. She would like kick at the screen. You know, yeah, it's oh, like come
0: yeah. on, coming up next. You got fucking Nirvana, fucking yeah. Alice Chains, whatever. You know, like <laughs> Karen <laughs> yeah.
2: Duffy. Yeah, Karen Duffy. You remember her? Uh, I do when I just looked at a photo of her for sure. She seemed like like she was a cooler version of Sporty Spice.
0: Yeah, like she like, yeah she laid the groundwork.
1: Yeah.
2: So what she's doing now? She's got um,
1: she's got a bad uh, a bad. Uh, disease s- syndrome, yeah. yeah,
2: some yeah, of but disease. before that was working. And none of us was, can say, so we're like, it's
0: real bad. Yeah, yeah uh, bad thing.
2: Sarco- could, yep, yep, can't say it. Sarcoitis? Sarco- sarcoitis, sarcoitis and neurosarcoitis Um, uh, was working on a New York with New York City Media on a series of emergency preparedness videos. That's weird. Okay, I like
1: that she. Has hey, Bob, pal-
2: did you see her alma mater? Uh, yep, go Buffalo, go Buffalo. She has a son named Lefty. Lefty's a good name for a kid. It is. Hmm. Um, Um, Lefty Lambros, that's a good
1: name. Everybody, this is this is sort of a a thing. So this woman, she seems to be doing the best with her situation, but it seems like a very unfortunate situation for many many years. Uh, You never know what you're going to get diagnosed with. So everybody, uh, you know, do do your best to be kind to each other.
0: She was in the Fantastic Mr. Fox.
1: Okay, well,
2: I'm
1: with her. She was a
0: voice actor, actor in that. That's pretty big.
1: That's pretty big, yeah.
2: Um, yo, so how are um, how you guys <laughs> feeling about – I mean, you know, we, we could sit on VJs. I was like, man, I have so many questions about some VJs and where they are, but I, we're, we're already sunk down the Wikipedia hole. Um, what about Jesse Camp? A, a, an ex of ran him within, within the last two years,
0: and he's still the same. And oh. guess what? The whole thing on, on MTV where it was like, hey, fella, like all being weird. Yeah, That's yeah. Not a, he doesn't put that on. No, Or he's become that so much that like he's become what he always like made fun of because he talks like that in real life.
2: It, he's vaguely hardcore adjacent in like 18 different ways. I don't even want to talk about like, like I've, there's, Oh wow. It's weird. It's really weird. So Jesse camp, if you listen to this record, shout out. It's really yeah. weird. Yeah. Boochie boochies. All right. Um, yo, yo, shit's back, right? Like, like the world is alive. It went from like zero to 60. Yeah. Yeah. How are we doing? Everybody's feeling good. I'm feeling good.
1: I think most people are feeling good. There's still some uh, – I, yeah, I don't know. You, some people are still feeling a little uncomfortable. I, yeah, I, I don't know. if my, I wouldn't say most. Oh, well, maybe. I, I don't I, I, know. It's hard
0: to say. I feel like it's try. a lot for people to like – people are like, I don't know if I want to step out on that ice yet. Well, – It's let's been a torturous about, year.
1: Hmm. Let's talk very briefly about sort How of – You're social, very quiet. So, social pressures and, and marketing – or or in market forces, right? Mm. Uh, I go into places every day now where it had to change the language on the signs that says that, that instead of saying we are enforcing a mask policy, it has now changed everywhere to say we encourage you to continue wearing a mask. And this is a fascinating place to be as a business because if you choose to enforce your mask policy, people will go elsewhere. So you really can't enforce a mask policy. I'm sure some businesses are, but it will not last. And I think that that's, you know, not that you can say the market is always right, right? Because sometimes the market just rolls over people. But it's just a fascinating idea that no matter what your feelings are, there's going to be this sort of subtle submission to to capital. And I I just think that like wrong or right, I just think it's like a, a really interesting pivot that we're about to make because Nobody, nobody, businesses are not correcting you anymore. Like, because they can't, it's just not worth the smoke. You know what I mean? They could. Yes.
0: Trader Joe's, not Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, Hot Bar. Yep. They say, you know what, if you want from the Hot Bar or from the Cold Bar even, need (laughs) to wear a mask. Where do you go?
1: Oh, I'd pre- I always prefer a local co-op anyway, although I will say that the Honest Weight Co-op of Albany, New York, uh, <laughs> though they offer many a good prepared foods, their hot bar is lacking. Um, it is... Uh, I, Tom, I'm still wearing a mask. And, and the reality is... is
0: that still, I don't know if you did for the first fucking year and a half.
1: No, nah, but in Albany, I am because I got shooters after me. You know? It, it's...
0: Uh, it's <laughs> well, it's, for it's, different uh, reasons.
1: Yeah, it's better to just wear a mask.
2: And you're taking care of your dad. Guy yeah, incognito over here.
1: He's all vaccinated. Everybody, every, everybody here's uh, chilling. Um, but it's it's just an interesting thing. And I, you know, listen, I've got a number of friends and acquaintances who are still very sensitive about this issue, uh, and I imagine that some will be for some time to come. But I, I just wrong or right, I, I don't even really have, I don't need to have an opinion on it. I just think it's interesting that businesses are going to bend because they will see a loss in revenue if they don't. And I I just think that's interesting. What
0: yeah, I mean. I mean it's happening. Like it or not, it's happening.
1: Yeah. Uh <clears throat> but to answer Bob's question, yes, I've noticed. Everything is back, <laughs> including new releases.
2: New releases and that's, we we Occasionally, we have very, very organic uh, topics come up, and this was certainly one of them, where uh, our our chat kind of sprung alive out of nowhere, um, talking about some of the new records and new songs and new music that's out. And we thought, hey, we got a hardcore podcast where we could just bring this group chat to life, so let's fucking do this, boys. Uh, Let's talk new music. This feels good. It's been a while. Yeah,
0: looking at this and putting together like the playlist, I was like, "Fuck, this is fun!" Like, like it's usually like we we've gotten dribs and drabs for the last fucking fifteen months or about how long it's been.
2: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, like really fucking you know lights in the darkness that are great, but like now it's kind of like, yo, records are like coming
2: out. Oh yeah, which oh, is yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, where do we want to s- fucking start? Let's have Patrick pick one, and we'll go from there.
1: Uh, so. We recorded an episode recently that we are bumping, so we can we can do more about timely, mu- yeah, music of the time, yeah. And I believe on that episode, before I heard it, I w- I was big upping, and so now there will be some dissonance for people that hear that after this uh, about how excited I am or I was for the Akulu record and. I remain excited. I think that this is a fucking great record. I'm curious what you guys liked or didn't like about it. Uh, The tracks that people seem to like best on this, at least in my uh, social media, are not the ones that I like best.
2: Interesting.
1: I think Unscrew My Head and Wake Up are the ones that are doing the most vocally and Mm -hmm. are just dope. Uh, I get that there's... Some people like the guitar. There's very mild guitar heroics and by that I mean tasteful yeah they really demonstrate that they can well play yep. right and and but they don't it's not like going for the thrash show off moment it's just every song has a reminder that they can play and I I understand why people connect with that and I understand we're kind of in a, the, a maybe on the fringes of a thrash or thrash or we're
2: need even thrash yeah
1: So, so I get why people are into it, but I thought vocally that those two tracks did did the most, and I I like them for that reason. I really like this record a lot. Listen, when you can have a proper intro track that is full length, and I'm not bored out of my fucking mind, I want to send hardcore bands that have longer than 22-second intros, I want to send them straight to fucking jail. You know what I mean? Like, I'm mad. And I did not feel that way.
0: You know what you're it. inadvertently admitting to, right? Tell me. By by, bigging up that intro. Tell me that you like tool.
1: Oh, I, I could have told you that. Do you really? So yeah, I don't it sounds like to- tool. Yo, uh,
2: one of my friends who's a huge Tool fan, shout out Mick Anders, was like, "Yo, do people know how much this this owes to Tool? Do they know?" And I'm like, "No." And he's like, "They need to because I love Tool and I really like this." I fuck with it. Like the first couple of Tool records are great. I, yeah.
0: I'll I'll go. I'll say that to my grave. So I don't care.
1: I think even the 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 stuff that where they flew out into space, if you just cut it, if you just trim it down, like Bob f- for the podcast where you talk about tracks, that would yeah. actually be a fascinating one because. It, the late era tool stuff it needs the most editor ever correct and, and
2: but there's there's meat on the bone there it's yeah. just got too much fat yep way too much
1: but uh anyway what do you guys think about this akulu record
2: tom start
0: i think it's actually fucking fantastic yes. um honestly i feel like the single was not a good rep uh, representative of the record agree I feel like the thing, the the unscrew your head, totally fine. Like it's a good good song, but I wasn't like blown away. But like by the rest, but in in the in in like the 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 full record, it totally makes sense and it's awesome. But there were like there were other songs that are more Akulu ish. I think that would have probably made a a a better first impression. But the album itself is fucking fantastic yeah um like you said like it's tasteful it's like all these players you know everyone can shred they don't they don't always have to but you can just tell they're that good at it. um vocals are cool vocals kind of remind me a little bit of bedard no you're not wrong like uh but a, like an unhinged but like a screaming but I, I i think
2: bedard who locked himself in a, a coat closet and listened to the Iceman. For for a week, yes, and, a half.
0: Yeah. and I think um, there's some melody to it that's awesome. And to listening to it, just like revisiting it today, like to get like get my thoughts about it. You know, like we always talk about like no warning. It's like they are no warning is like the quintessential New York hardcore band.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And but you can't like say like this is Madball. No, just, you can't, like, do, you can't no. do a
1: one to one with it. Yeah, but I think
0: it's the same with the cool because people are like, it sounds like Best Wishes. I'm like, no, it doesn't. No. But does exactly. it have best wishes taste? Of mm-hmm. course. Does it sound mm-hmm. a little bit like fucking desperate measures of Leeway? Absolutely. Does it sound like Iceman? Sure. But there's nothing like overt. And I think yeah. like it's a it's a New York harker record through and through that doesn't
2: that that borrows but doesn't steal. Correct. I will I will make my comparison because <clears throat> to me, the record this reminds me of that but doesn't really sound like though I'm sure you could pick and pull if you wanted, in the exact same spirit of what you said, Tom, this record is the 2021 Iron Age Constant Struggle. They're pulling, Ooh. they're using a New York hardcore template, but pulling a lot from Metal World. Yep. And it's like, yo, does Iron Age Constant Struggle have Chromag stuff in there? Sure. Hell yes, all yeah. over it. And some breakdown and, and metal stuff, but they pulled in stuff from Thrash Metal. Like they showed hey, not only were you into New York hardcore, but we're into this other stuff and we're pulling it in. Akulu did that in their own way, and it's awesome. I really I think low-key, the production on the record, is very cool. They didn't overdo it. It doesn't feel too throwback. It also doesn't feel too clean. I think they understood that. I think <clears throat> uh, Chris is the singer. I think if his vocals had been cleaner, this record would have lost a lot of personality. Um, and it's his vocals are just gnarly enough that I'm like, oh, this is really good. I, I'm I'm very happy about it. Um, there's a three three song block from Half Alive, Pick Your Fight, and Who's in Control that I'm like, damn, like that's a rock block to me. Um, so yeah, no, this I think start to finish, this is this is an album that is like, like just it's it's setting a water more uh, like a high bar for great records this year. And uh, I'm I'm very excited to see how many people are excited about it. It's it's pretty wild.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like one of those things. Like to me, and this is they're not the same. But like, you remember how like Mindforce came out with those bangers, and you're like, well, now they got to write a record. Hmm. Um. And there were some people that weren't totally believers on this podcast, but there were two of us <laughs>
1: that
0: both lived at the Jersey Shore at the same time that yeah. were definite believers, and we That's called true. that it, they were going to kill it. Yep. Um.
2: I we converted I think, we converted them
0: yeah but I think this is akin to that it's like it's cool you can write three songs let's see an album and then they came up with this album you're like oh shit yep. yeah oh so you you did do that yep then I think people like a ton of people were stoked on it um yeah I mean and <laughs> someone asked me I put this in the chat like someone's yeah. <laughs> like is, was this what it was like when the Age of Coral came out? And I was like, "How fucking old do you think I am?"
1: <laughs>
0: I was ten. Yeah, I'm, I'm imagining so, maybe, and hopefully, in fucking thirty five years, we'll still be talking about this record because it's it's great. Yeah, and I'm psyched to see what they do, you know and.
2: They got they got a bunch of shows coming up. Um, got the fiddlehead shows. The fiddlehead shows. I think there might be some other stuff that may or may not be out in the water yet. But We're
0: doing a record release show in Brooklyn
2: at some time, at some mm-hmm. place, at some time this in the next three four months. Right. I, I am very <laughs> excited. I think the record sold out in a day ish. Maybe not even full twenty four hours. Probably quicker hours. than that. It was yeah, yeah. It was pretty
0: wild to see <laughs> because the, the the band like Twitter was like. We probably should have made more of those. Because, <laughs> I mean, they sold, you know, it was like, I forget how many between. I think it was
2: 500. I don't know if they did. Did they do more than 500? I, I don't think it was know 500. if
0: Triple B had its own variant.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I
0: mean, at the, yeah, I mean, it was maybe like five. Yeah, but like by the next, like early next day, they were gone.
2: Yeah. Yep. The, so the
0: limited will. one, uh, a, a buddy, Nick, was up late for him, 11 yeah. o'clock in Chicago time, which is, you know, four o'clock for the rest of us. He, um, <laughs> he was all psyched to buy like whatever limited version, limited ones. version. Right, right it was right. gone by 12 o'clock
2: oh yeah 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 i think it was one of those eight seconds and it's gone like yeah like i literally like, he was signed in and by the time
0: he got in it was gone so yeah. big yeah. up to them new york hardcore we need it
2: yo shout out shout out to kulu um winning winning all around who who is the band this band should tour with
1: I mean, they should immediately do something with dead heat. They should it, like. Yeah. Enforced. View, are you talking Enforced. about like mm-hmm. Who who should they support? Are you asking, or who should they just? What, who they go should they go out? out I mean, with?
2: like like Akulu Mind Force is fun. Like, I'm trying to think of there's regulate. Yeah, Akulu regulate. Um, yeah, there's just I'm I'm just saying like for fun's sake. You know what? I want to see how this band plays to a turnstile crowd because oh, we sure. know Turnstile brings in a lot of different people but I think the the songs just the tracks, Akulu's got tracks and I think... And they same
0: vibes on some of the Turnstile stuff
2: There's, there's certainly... There's a like, leeway there For sure, and it, it, it's it's different enough, but it makes me wonder if... It's not going to be a one-to-one conversion rate Like the, yeah. the There's going to be people who are going to see Turnstile who are going to be like, nah on this Akulu thing, but there's, yeah. but there's Yeah, this guy's yelling but there's going to be converted converters uh, tr- uh, conversions to the uh, Church of Akulu, and I'm I'm here for it. So, all right, um, that was Akulu. Unscrew my head! What a cool record. Love the record title. Love the record art. Love it.
0: Yes. Didn't um, love the single
2: art. If we're being honest yeah
1: you I, know, I like the single
2: art.
0: a lot of people did. It just I mean, i'm I,
2: I'm set in my ways. <laughs> I love the I love the lPR the the single art's fine to me, but the lPR uh, Agreed. Sh- destroys. Um, Patrick, you said a cool, Tom, what's the next new record you want to talk about?
0: Um, let's see. Let's talk. All right, here's something that I want your you, you I listened to it. I found it interesting, but I don't know what the fuck to make of it because mm-hmm. it's so not my lane. Let's talk Candy Apple.
2: Okay. Okay. It's
0: cool. Yeah. I have no idea what this is meant to be. I mean, I know it's like fucking punk, but listening to it, this, I don't know if you guys ever did this. Maybe I'm a fucking weird kid, but you ever like put a record on the record player and like turn the sound down and all you hear is like the sound coming off the ridges on the record.
1: Yes. That's what this recording
0: sounds like to me
1: yeah that's a fun that's like a the vocals narration.
0: especially that it sounds like you can hear it but it's not amplified it's literally what's coming out of the grooves on the record S-
2: yeah super dusty noisy vibe um, so this is kind of the and energy I enjoyed it, yeah, before yeah no I, I mean what? I, and I, the reason I'm psyched you listen to it because I think underneath that stuff I hear a fast hardcore punk band with stompy mosh parts and some cool guitar stuff going on that's like this is clearly pulling on some of the strings of classic 80s midwest hardcore some of the 90s
1: noisier hardcore i was i was i was actually looking up erba bands to see which one this reminded me of
2: <sighs> yeah i mean it could it could be it's not it's not totally into nine shocks nine shocks terror got more more like rock and guitar yes. stuff going on more yeah, like th- like mid-air poison idea
1: I, it, so you're exactly right nine shocks terror was my thought because the vocals have that similarly like
2: 100 like percent
1: it, it, it kind of like unhinged unprofessional just like but but on it yes and so i i thought maybe nine shocks but you're absolutely right nine shocks is like basically a bar mm-hmm. band by comparison
2: yeah well well so this just goes for more straightforward and and i will sing the praises of uh of paying homage for a long time and i I really if somebody who's listening to this podcast hasn't heard that record at least listen to the first four songs it's it's so good um but no uh candy apple lp i think reminds me it's it's kind of like capturing a lot of what the denver scene has going on fast hardcore clearly punk a little bit of like noisiness to it a little bit of like yeah we want that kind of buzzy You're artsy. a little some some that way and some some more just like meat and potatoes which is a funny analog to a place like Denver <laughs> Where it's, like, you know we have people doing this like artsy thematic thing and then there's people who are like just just nope just just a plain hamburger please no no ketchup nothing fancy um so I uh, I'm, I'm all in on it. I think this is one of my favorite records from that that scene that world. And I don't want to say the scene because I'm not I'm not sure that they're floating the same. But that city um, since the civil civilized LP, which I, I big up a lot a couple of years back. Um,
0: city Hunter out there, right? And city Hunter,
2: different. exactly. So so like shout out. I don't know if this is some of the same players. I'm relatively unfamiliar with who's the who's who of this band but uh, convulse records, put it out. That label keeps putting out really fucking cool stuff. So I hope everyone gets a chance to go check that out, support and it. This record's like awesome
1: for, for if you're unsure of this record, it kind of tries to separate its audience from the first note. So if you hear that first song and you say, this isn't for me, I urge you to check out the song Joyride, which actually just sounds like a broken pop song. Uh, it is there's hints of this elsewhere on the record, but if I had to make a prediction on what direction this band goes, I think we're going to see a few more joy rides on the next record. It's, it's a very pleasant song with every part of it recorded in an unpleasant way. So
2: it's funny you out. isolated that song. That's the song I would tell people to check out too. That, yeah. that song's awesome. Um, yeah, like, I think sometimes, Tom, you're actually super good about this. Uh, you you're you give stuff a chance even if the production or, like, there's an initial, like, well, what's that? It, like, hits your ear sideways because it can hit my ear sideways, too. But this record reminds me a bit of the Drowse LP that came out last year where it's got noisy, buzz-soft, fuzzed-out production layered on top of what otherwise would be just straightforward like ripping hardcore hardcore. yeah Yeah. like
0: like like coming out like pittsburgh with like a dust on it
2: yeah exactly yo that's exactly right and like i think it's um i love the personality on this record and it's just one of those cool things like i'm pretty sure and to shout out something else that's happening convulse records is doing a big festival Mm -hmm. in denver in the fall um denver in the fall beautiful part of the country yeah 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 and um Man, let me see if I can find some info on this. But. Um, yeah. Military Guns okay. on it. Military Guns on it. It's October 9th, October 8th and 9th, I believe. So um, a bunch of the bands who are on Convulse are playing. Uh, I think that's. I think it's just cool. Like, it's just amazing to see what a label like that has been doing in a place like Denver. Uh, Sign me up. I got a Convulse t shirt. I think I got a Convulse tote bag somewhere. But I think this record just, like, rips. And it's. it's I think it's been on a lot of people's radar because it hit and people were curious about it. Like, Oh, what, what's this about? And it's interesting how records spread these days. And we've talked about it a little bit. So the record's called sweet dreams of violence. All of a sudden there's a day where you're seeing a record in people's Instagram stories. You know what I mean? Or you're seeing people pre-order it or you're seeing it like fly off the shelves, so to say. And uh, I think this record kind of caught that energy and caught some ears that they maybe wouldn't have caught before. So I, I am psyched that it did. And I hope more people, uh, just, just straight up, like follow convulse records and what they're doing. That's great. Shit.
1: Oh yeah. All right. Bob, I think, Bob, I think what do you got? Yeah, Let
2: I mean, me just go perfect. full big, um, turnstile. The one song they put out, I think it's called memory mystery mystery. Holy shit. Yo, um, Guys, remember the America's Hardcore comp? We did a whole listening party on it, and it yep. had a super standout Trapped Under Ice song that is called... Oh, Knox. Knox. Knox yeah. Like our like our boy from like Virginia. Boy. Um, and how that energy was like, holy shit. It, can this be a whole... Can we get a whole TUI record of this? Holy shit. Oh, it's so fucking... Where good. it had some of the classic Trapped Under Ice spirit, but then also pulling in some new stuff in the instrumentation and what they were doing and some of the rhythms. It was like, yo, it feels like... A cowbell. Yeah, like it's like, yo, uh, Coke classic, but now here's some cherry spritzer in there. Like It's like, oh, bang, this is cool. Um, That's what mystery feels like to me, is this is is peak turnstile. Like, undeniably a turnstile song has all the elements from turnstile that if you liked time and space you should love this if you love yeah. time and space you'll be like holy shit this is just that i was super blown away at how just like this is a fastball like it's it's of the ninth the reliever comes in first pitcher first batter's up and you're like what's he gonna do and it's it's like nah, fuck you, boom, ninety five miles per hour straight over the plate, batters looking. That's what it is. It's just like high heat. Like yo, we're just we're just going right at it fast. Didn't ball. have to. Didn't have to. to throw a curveball? Uh, and and they have turned thrown curveballs to us since time and space. If you guys remember, they've done some remix tracks, some other yeah. shit like that, which is cool. To be f- full honest. None of that has stayed in rotation for me. That's all been stuff where I listen to it. I was like, well, that's neat. But like if I'm going to listen to Turnstile, I'm going to listen to one of the two albums. But then they dropped this song, and I'm like, holy shit. Like, If this is what the whole record sounds like, I'm psyched. Where are you guys at?
1: Uh, this is another example of when you're... An, a song that does the most, and I mean that in a positive way, vocally, uh, really pays off. It, it is... <laughs> It is not a pop song. It is uh, not, in my view. Yeah, maybe. It's not, but to me, it's not a pop song. It's not a proper hardcore song. And it's, I know that maybe, well, you guys tell me real quick. Uh, Time and Space, post hardcore record or hardcore record?
2: Hardcore Hardcore record.
1: Okay. Uh, This is one step beyond that, in my view. You think? Uh, See, I don't hear that. Yeah, I don't. I would not race to call this a hardcore song.
2: I feel like it's not that far field. This could have been slid into time and space, no question. Yeah, it's fucking dumb, catchy. It's incredibly catchy,
1: no doubt.
0: And his, his, I mean, his vocal performance is is the best he's done so far.
1: So yeah, it's it's just clever. It's cool. I I and I think that's why I'm not calling it a pop song. Like I think
2: you might be saying it's too too good for hardcore (laughs) right like it's like because i know i am picking up with some of what i think you're putting down which is the song structure and some of the flow some of the vocal tricks that he does and plays with are well beyond what we would consider standard for hardcore
1: oh very far beyond that but i'm saying even all right so post-hardcore is really broad so i guess maybe you could file this under there if like we always say if uh into another is post-hardcore than virtually anything is, right? But the the uh, this is just, the way that I would describe this, imagine if you felt totally unbound by the rules of the genre of music that you're playing. 100%. And vocally, you felt like, I'm going to go for it. <laughs> and then you do. Yo, here's the thing. I think he nails it,
2: it. but I think there's a restraint in knowing for... like The thing that I don't think people are giving turnstile credit for is knowing that they can not just bend every rule, but break them, including vocally, but having the restraint to go, okay, cool, let's do some of that and see what we can do, but with respect to doing something that feels... Like it at least honors where we're coming from and what we've done with this this project since. Like and to not say that I I, I wouldn't say they feel limited or, or trapped by that, but like based on this, I think Brendan can do more. Like I think he could have gone, like you're saying, like out of bounds. Like he could have gone way beyond this.
1: Yo. He didn't have to stream at all. No. I have sucked off these dudes so much on this fucking podcast. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Good. But I'm going
1: to continue. I
0: <laughs> probably should come up with a different way to say that. But sure,
1: I have. Given, sorry, he's a hose
0: monster. It's all good. I haven't
1: given the manual relief so many times.
0: I've been very complimentary to this band over the three years <laughs> of this podcast. How's
2: that? Because I blew every member in their mom's backyard. Y- yeah, we're doing we're doing. Patrick's in the middle. Tom, you're giving the nice version. And I'm giving a slightly worse version. So, Patty, worst possible timeline over here. Yeah, huh? yeah, exactly. So
1: here's the thing. I just want to hammer this idea again
2: bone it in the asshole again there you go jesus christ i
1: i need everybody who and everybody we have a lot of musician listeners and they will immediately understand what i mean whereas perhaps maybe some people who don't play music that just really enjoy music won't understand just how
0: where do you fit in there
1: insane this is (laughs) That's a good question.
0: Just out of curiosity, you don't really like music and you're not a musician. So what are you?
1: Imagine, imagine for a second <laughs> that a group of uh, one band, let's call it, let's just say trapped under eyes can radiate forward. So much fucking creativity is crazy. It's, I I really think that the Baltimore dudes, it's a blessed circumstance that people with this much vision should all be in the same place at the same time. And to people who think I'm overstating it because we're basically talking about hardcore and post hardcore bands now, fuck off.
0: That ain't easy. To make that shit good is not easy. It's really easy to suck at it.
1: Yes. Thank you. Exactly. Like,
0: Like retro, if you, it's like reverse engineering it, right? if you like at the time you're like, oh, I was trapped under ice band. It's fucking fantastic. Right. But like, you don't really kind of, you just hear it and you're like, I love this. I don't know. You know, it's just there. It's this incredible band. But then when you go and like break up all the sum of its parts or break up its parts and you go, this is why they were so good at hardcore because look what the fuck they're doing now.
1: You have multiple in within TUI, but also just that sphere. Right. Cause yep. it, uh, it, uh it, it will include D-Fang and like we'll just yes. it, that yeah, yeah. you're talking about people with vision. And, and if you don't know the difference, everybody, you might have a favorite local hardcore band. Maybe you think that they deserve to go further. Maybe they've gone really far. It doesn't matter. Just think about do they have vision? And the answer, if you're being honest, is almost certainly not.
2: Yeah. Just just be a little mindful. That's it. Just be mindful.
1: Crazy. I, uh, I'm just fucking. I'm just impressed with these people. Always,
2: Patrick. You you also uh, just as a tag to for a, a thought larger and a thought experiment for this is that I believe the drumming on this track is what really marries it to hardcore. Okay. Because I think a lot of times post-hardcore drumming does a lot of different things. It doesn't mean it can't go fast. It doesn't mean it can't do hardcore stuff but it just doesn't bang like it does here and it doesn't drive it forward like it does here and like even on stuff like you know quicksand clearly has some blazer tracks lots of hardcore in those bones there's some people who would call quicksand hardcore at this point but i think this is squarely hardcore and i have no idea i i I have to imagine there's a turnstile lp coming and uh i'm pretty excited about that Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lambgoat's Van Flip podcast. Every week, I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So, come check out Lambgoat's Van Flip podcast.
0: I, yeah, I think this is incredible. I can't wait for this record. Can I just can Please. I just make a, a a slight aside? Sure, Pat, you'll definitely get this. And I'd, Bob, you might. I don't know if you're totally. We were totally a Bridge Nine guy. Mm. Um, today is the first um, on Twitter. I just saw Keith Olbermann talking about Cassandra from the Bridge Nine board. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd never noticed that before. Right, yeah. and referred to her as noted right wing nut job. <laughs> Keith Olbermann talking about the girl from the Bridge Nine board. Tom, should, should we
2: have our old friend Cassandra from the Bridge Nine board on? Axocrind, is that what you're asking? Or definitely not. That's <laughs> noted, as far right as I go.
1: Noted no, no, <laughs> <laughs> Noted, noted right wing up Um interesting. Uh this is not in this is not in her defense, uh, nor is it attacking her. I just found it a fascinating thing. Uh she rose to sort of semi-regional or public consciousness as a uh anti uh, th- uh it, it, I think she was from she was living in the Fullerton area, and there was a police brutality situation oh, there, and she was right. at the forefront of that. And then, very loud advocate for uh, Bernie Sanders, and people second guess. I don't keep up on her stuff in the media that much, but I see people second guess her motives a lot. Like, is she a grifter? That's the allegation against everybody in twenty sixteen through twenty twenty one. And I I don't know her soul, but I, I'll just say that there is a certain uh, voter. Uh, that wants an outsider candidate at all costs. And a lot of people have been led into weird places (laughs) following that, uh, that rationale. Uh, So uh, this means nothing to our listeners who are from uh, scenes outside of that bridge nine board scene. And also maybe some of our younger listeners, Uh, but everybody, the bridge nine board, you sure you heard of it. There was a number of personalities on there that have since gone on to really diverse futures. (laughs) So she's among them. Uh, I guess you'd say continued success, uh, but uh, whatever. Um, Uh, eh.
2: Tom, on the top 50, actually, I'm going to ask you both this. Let's let Patrick answer first, but Tom, get your answer solid too. If there was a top 50 bridge nine board posters list, would Patrick be on it? Patrick answer first.
1: I'm gonna say I just outside the 50.
2: Tom, oh no, definitely 50. I think he's in there. I think.
1: I I mean, he like
0: there were waves after like he was gone, and people were still talking about him and all. There was
2: a lot of people wondering where you went. That whole thing, remember? So yeah, Yeah. I would say I would say um, no higher than mid mid, 30. Yeah, Yeah, no higher than 30, but you'd be in the top 50.
0: Still nothing to be ashamed of.
1: Well, I think probably.
2: You're like the.
0: Key I mean, it
1: probably is
2: something to be ashamed of, yeah,
1: actually. That's, that's a lot of time, that's a lot of time s- spent arguing with people about like, bullshit on a fucking screen when your friends are outside playing uh, two-hand touch football or whatever, you know? Uh, Did
0: you ever... Was, wasn't Adam-22 a big uh, yeah. like Bridge-9 guy? Do you ever fight yeah. with him on the internet?
2: I no. They were buddies, I, I, allies. It, no, they I were allies in all. the internet wars.
1: No. Um, it, it, the, the people that... I argued with, uh, are all well-liked by mutual friends, so maybe they're all good people. Um, I, I couldn't say. I Do not hold
0: that beef? Do you hold those beefs?
1: Uh, internet stuff? No, nobody. I have, at this juncture in my life, I'm like, by some people's standards, an old man, I've got like a, literally a half a beef left in my entire life. Like <laughs> one <laughs> half a beef. I hope to confront that person and get that beef off the docket, and then I got no beefs.
0: All right, positive pat.
2: Who's next? Oh,
1: I, I had something there.
2: Yeah, let's do it. Um, oh, sorry, about it me. is it is you, t- Patrick. What the hell was it? Well, uh, j- j- just oh. Um, Baby, it's you. What happened, Patrick? Keep the new music flowing. I'll, I'll try to figure out what the hell I was going to tell you, but okay. it's it's probably um, inane.
1: Let's go. Let's go in a crazy direction. I'm going to go to that wrist meets razor record. Yes. I don't know what I don't know what the name of the shit is.
2: Replica of a strange love.
1: Holy fucking god!
2: Okay, let me let me talk about it first. Yes, okay. I'm
1: curious to see your take.
2: Okay, what's well, the song that I? So I listened to a bunch of it loosely.
1: You like Love's Labors Lost, which is the no. Marilyn Manson goth rock song?
2: No, arc. no, no. Uh, Sycophant, third oh, song okay. of the record. Horde. Yeah. Um, this like so. I want to ask you guys. As like a a Metalcore OG certified and like a, um, I don't know, whatever Patrick is. uh, Why wouldn't anyone who celebrates the early Trustkill and Ferret catalog, why wouldn't they be into this record? There's no way they can't be. This band is going
0: for something so specific. So specific. And they nail it. You can hate it. You can love it. But this is as perfect a fucking genre exercise – a genre time and place exercise.
1: Down to the album art.
0: As I've heard – I mean if you like Ferret Records and Trusco Records between like 2000 uh, – aside from like the weirdos like fucking like Terror and like Most Precious Blood, this – like if you like – this has some unearth in the mosh parts. Has a lot of like the bled. If yeah, you like okay. the bled. Um, lot of kill switch it's it's so ferret trust kill maybe try no not even tribunal. this maybe is so for what it is I actually quite quite enjoyed it. I liked it a lot um but it is so perfectly it set its sights at something and it fucking hit it hit a bull'seye. That might not be for you but it's as well done at doing that as anything I've heard
1: in a long time. I have a counterpoint. Yes. I agree with everything Tom said, except this falls outside of the sweet spot of Metalcore for me. This right. is, this is as Tom said, this is perfectly in that the bled... Yes, everything in that space, like moving p- just the years past what mm-hmm. I was interested in you understand so uh this is very good at what it does what it does is what basically alienated me from (laughs) from metalcore music so uh i'm not mad at it and i actually had an admiration for just how hard it goes right because like there's no way around it this shit is twizzy as hell right like that's fair like they don't they don't run from like, like whenever you're doing those vocals where you're like, I can't, know, like, which, it, it, it,
0: is, is fucking um uh, uh from autumn to ashes.
1: Yeah, it's it's which was on ferret. It's, yeah. mm-hmm. it it's it's all, but it's also post corn, obviously, right? Like it's like people that oh, were like yeah. unafraid to to in, integrate that stuff into their into their music. So it's like for okay. Now, Bob, I'm going to ask you if this uh, uh-huh. is an accurate description in your view. It is um, metalcore l- that never quite touches sassy, touches the very tip of chaotic, mm-hmm. and is unabashedly twiz—what tw- we call twizzy, but whatever word you want to use for that. Like,
2: no, I, uh, I mean, uh, I think, think this is new. And yeah, you, oh, yeah, yeah. So, here's what I got. So, you said, um, doesn't get to sassy, right?
1: No, it never touches, sa- facts. Facts.
2: So doesn't touch fa- sassy facts, touches the tip of chaotic, just the tip, like hints <laughs> hints at the tip, like
0: because like, it's in a post converged world yeah. and everybody's got to have yeah, some convergence yeah. in their
2: data. It gleams the chaotic cube, just just touches it, <laughs> twizzy. So, when I hear Twizzy, I think we should say solidly post-new. You know what I mean? Like, this is what the genre is, right? Is post-new metalcore. Yeah, that's fair. Like, that's what we should be calling a lot of stuff, because it's like, it's metalcore that takes from the world of metalcore at large, but also exists in a, hey, not only did I grow up aware of Slipknot and was into it, but like, then became aware of the other new metal things before I got into metalcore, so that's in my DNA. So it's yeah. post new metalcore, twizzy. Sometimes we'll throw that out there and mean like, like I'll sometimes picture juggalo type things, and I don't think it gets there. But but in the way you're saying it, which is a little more respectfully, yeah, it gets a little, it gets a little twizzy. Uh, let me put it like this: respectfully twizzy.
1: Yeah, look, I'm not shitting on him. I'm just saying. There's certain shit that like for wrong or right wrong or right i don't it, it doesn't really matter. people can judge my opinion on this if i slapshot is technically embarrassing music in the way that ninety nine percent of hardcore is, but if I have my windows down and I'm rolling up to the gym and I'm blasting slapshot, assuming it's not the fucking like Gilligan's island part or whatever like it's not like, <laughs> like there's no chanting going on like. I'm not, I wouldn't turn it down. I might turn it down if I was listening to wrist Meets razor and razor. And it's the part where it's like, no, I can't. Yeah. like I, I, I might go, yeah, it's a, yeah, you know what I mean? The, 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 the boys might make fun of me because at the gym I go to the YMCA yes. and it's just a bunch, <laughs> it's just a bunch of super built 19 year old dudes who yes. like, won't let me get to the machines that I need because they're putting up real weight. So like, the, the boys might make fun of me you know what i mean they, i feel like they really...
0: might be more into wrist meets, ra- meets meet razor than slap
1: shot yeah uh, that's possible yeah the i mean these dude them. these dudes look like they're into uh smooth by santana uh played lightly while they're making out with like good looking women that's what they look like they're into i don't think i don't think wrist meets razor razor or uh, slap shot is really in their purview
2: so patrick but, let me let me paint a picture for you you're uh, you're at the Stewart's, you're grabbing gas, maybe getting a little non-dairy ice cream, uh, the one on Delaware Avenue in Del Mar. Okay. F- familiar? Yep. And you're listening to Wrist Meets Razor, pretty loud, bumping it in the car, and you see a high school, uh, let's say, female friend from high school. Okay. Probably has two kids in the minivan with her. Pulls up next to you. You see. You make the eye contact. The recognition. She starts rolling down her passenger window to lean, or no, her driver's side window to talk to you.
1: And she just hears, "I yeah." yeah. That's
2: one part. There's a lot of good mosh when you listen. It.
1: There's a lot. There's a lot of twizzy parts in this. I,
0: I <laughs> man, I hope you play Louisville and they beat the shit out of you.
1: But listen, they know what they're doing. They know what a twizzy part is.
0: They're, also, they're not- my only my, here's my one problem. I will forever call them wrist Meats razor.
1: Oh, is that not what it is? What am I? No, saying? it's
0: wrist meat razor. Yeah. Oh
1: Jesus, I'm sorry. And I will I mean, say it I mean, wrong.
2: Wrist meat razor. Right.
0: Okay. Yeah. Forever. And it's yeah. one yeah. word. So it's like I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm bound to. Hopefully, we'll never play together because I'm gonna say it wrong, and then I'm gonna be the idiot old man idiot that doesn't know the opening like it. the other band's names.
1: Check it out. In my notes, I've got it written wrong, and I'm sure I've said it wrong three times. On this, we podcast. both
2: we all have, but yeah, it's wrist oh, yeah. meat razor. razor. Okay, so no, you're it, turning no, it down at Stewart's. Uh, or you keep it? You you leaving it at same volume to talk to Heather from from high school?
1: You know what? T- Tom just made me feel bad, like I'm shitting on the dude, so I'm going go the other way. I'm I'm turning it up. Turn I it up and it. being
2: like, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. My tunes.
1: Yeah, exactly. Fuck it. Shout out to wrist meat razor, uh, which, by the way, no disrespect. I honestly thought there was an S in there.
2: Yo. Yeah. No. Yeah.
0: I mean, because I, I, it, it rolls off the top. That makes more sense. Like, yeah.
2: and and. and English, I guess.
1: Can we talk about the album please?
2: Go in. Go in, homie.
1: It's a perfect simulacra of Ferret Records.
2: So here's my question. Is it, are these folks going to hit that, like, this feels too, like, is this too on the nose of what they're trying to do? Or is it like, nah, like, we're not, we're, this world isn't concerned with this. This is just cool.
1: I don't know. I thought about that. I don't know because we gave Akulu all the props for being a.
0: uh, Like everything and nothing at the same time. Everything
1: and nothing. This, I will say this. Oh,
2: interesting comp. Yeah, all right.
1: I, I will say this brings in enough varied elements of that era that I don't think it is a. It's not like. This doesn't sound like From Autumn to Ashes. And this doesn't sound like. I don't know. Fucking number twelve looks like you. It, it doesn't.
0: It's not a one to one on anything.
1: It's not. So we let's give it that credit. It and, and it, but it shoots for a very narrow era.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's more era than band. Like when we talk Eco Strike, it's like you obviously love Strife. Yeah. It's not a '90s band. It's a Strife. Yeah. Project. This is more like a. Three years
2: in the Northeast, <laughs> Yo, that's on two a good, labels. That's a good name for a record, right? Three years in the Northeast. Damn, <laughs> that'll be patent my uh, metalcore project. Oh, that's that's the one. Fuck. All right, so uh, project <laughs> for the the people out there. Write write the four song EP for uh, three years in the Northeast. Lots oh, of that looks cool. Three I T N Y. Three oh three Y I N T Y. Yes yeah, th- or no? Fuck I N T E. Three Y I N T. Yeah, that's going to be cool.
1: Oh, quick aside, fellas. Are you aware that there is a, uh, uh, the, to our listeners, um, depending on what day this goes up, I'm sorry, you guys all might fall outside of this. There is a deal the day that this goes up there, there is a deal that will go until that day. So if you listen to it on the 22nd, uh, this is an opportunity the Amtrak is offering their rail pass. Ooh, uh, is, 299 bucks, 299 bucks. Ten, 10 segments. Y- yeah. You get 10 segments.
0: So Pat, as you're a, an avid train rider, mm-hmm. what's a segment. So like would here to Chicago, be a segment. Like if you don't get off the train, is that consa- considered a segment? No, there's,
2: there's, there's breaks or transfer. There's, there's, there's breaks in it that tells you it's like, it's like um zones on a bus in New York, you know, like it's like, got it, got it. So, yeah. it
1: well, sort of, sort of. Yeah. So, you could go straight from Chicago all the way to the West coast. And I think that's a single segment because you like,
2: if you don't transfer,
1: yeah, you never mm. get off the train. So, uh, however, that's not bad. however, every and time it's you also, get train, it's also
2: limited by the way, it's, you got to use it over 30 days.
1: No, uh, yes, you got to use it over 30 days. However, to our listeners, sorry, I'm, I don't work for Amtrak. If you don't have to use it for 120 days. That's right. So, so if you buy it today, you've got half a year to use it or not. But the 30 day thing, 10 segments is really fun because what I'm considering doing is taking the southernmost route back to, uh, Los Angeles and stopping because the train only runs three times a week, stopping in Del Rio, yes. going over the border into Mexico and just hanging out in Mexico for two days, three days. And I could technically do that in three border towns if on this trip, if I chose to. Uh, which would be really fun, except the train only runs every, like I said, it only goes through three three times a week, which might be a problem. Anyway, um, th- everybody, if you have never ridden a train, they are both at the same time miserable and one of the most pleasant travel experiences you could have. Uh, if you have the constitution for it, I suggest yeah. you look into this deal because for perspective, my trip across the United States would be like if I bought it today for next week would be in the $300 range so why not buy this pass which means the that I could fast. just go up the coast to Reno, I could go down to San Diego once Do I'm a in trips, LA, yeah. whatever it is, so just a thing for our travel oriented listeners also uh, grounded uh, I'll find it but there's a a couple I find this very fun and funny there is a middle aged couple who run a Uh, a YouTube where they answer questions about traveling via ground Mm. uh, as such as Amtrak. And they are, if you just wanted to see a couple that is perfectly suited for each other in every possible way, it's that. And
0: I feel like you gotta be, if you're going to travel together like that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they go across the United States basically full time as a retiree thing. It looks like, you know what I mean? So way, okay. uh, love it. Yeah. So, uh, everybody I'll find that name, but, Patrick, but uh, yeah. Am- Amtrak, uh, I'll be doing it. Yeah. You know, it's it's, it's actually a super
2: months. deal. I'm thinking about it right now. Patrick, we, we know. That, trip. Yes. Yeah. Train trip. Um, you, you are, uh, infatuated in engaged with a, uh, in, in a relationship with a wonderful person who lives in Australia. Yes. Um, we all know your apprehension to fly, and that you know we know you'll have to bite the bullet and do it. You're the John Madden of podcasting, but, I am. But uh, Tony Kornheiser, a concerned listener, did send over an option for you to leave from New York and take a 34 night cruise to Sydney, Australia. Now you'll still have to make your way over to Perth, but um, it's only six thousand dollars. I mean that's how Travis Barker when they would blink on um, Blink one eighty two.
0: You have you guys heard this story? No. Yes. So like when they would play like, you know, I forget what the big festivals in, in, in Australia, I forget what they were called. Big Day Out maybe? Uh-huh. So like when Blink would do it, so after he had that terrible plane crash, yeah. he refused to take plane and fly fly anywhere. So he would take a you know like a regular tour bus, you know, like a fucking you know, blinks out on tour tour bus. He'd get driven from California to New York. He'd get on, like, I guess what is it, the Queen Elizabeth? Yeah. Queen yeah, Mary. Whatever yeah. the fuck. Whatever the big fucking Some queen. and literally take that to either Europe or to Australia. And like rented a room as like his like drum practice space. He was not apparently people were not totally <laughs> fond of him on the, yeah, uh, on the cruise. But yeah, he would that's how he would get to these, you know. Oh, we're headlining, you know, Reading and Leeds. I need a fucking three week head start because I got to take a
2: boat there.
1: <laughs> I'm on it. If I could afford it, I'd do it.
2: I what? mean, he can afford it, so fuck it. Well, keep grinding, keep grinding. That Drug- MGK money, man. Yeah, Drug Church. We gotta, we gotta make it work. All right, we got, we got any other new music we want to touch on today, guys? Or uh, we have a few actually. Let's yeah. do it. That's right. Um, We have a couple of songs that I'd like to touch on, Mm.
0: an EP, two EPs that I'd like to touch on, a record that you guys probably want to touch on. Yes. Um, We got a bunch. All right. So maybe we'll speed up a little bit. Yeah. Go off, King. All right. Am I next? You're next. Do it. Here's a record that I feel like um, it's it's out on Triple B. It's Before I go into it, Slow Fire Pistol, Rabbit Town Blues. Yes. Mm. This record rules.
1: Okay. This, tell me if I'm wrong, Tom. This is like proper Screamo to me. Yes.
0: Yes.
2: However, no scrams.
1: Yes. Thank you. Okay. So that's
2: what I I think they would be. I think a member of that band is listening and going, thank you right now. Well, like legit Screamo, like what you think of when you're like, when you're our
0: age and you think of Screamo.
1: Okay. Thank you. You think of fucking. That's a good good way to put this because. I, th- my note on this was Gainesville Screamo, not New Brunswick Screamo.
0: Does, yeah, it's not Orchid. Does that sound right?
2: Hmm.
0: I could see that. It's a little bit more mal- like, it's not the stuff that, like, it's not, it's not Jeremy, would, it's not Sasha.
2: Yes, right. Yeah, right. It's not, not, it's not, it doesn't have the spastic nature. There still are those, like, Parts aggressive, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like aggressive, screamy parts, you know, that hit Screamo, but, but it's super tuneful, yes, yeah, which yeah screamo it, cannot tend not to be.
1: Ju- uh, the, the so let's say that space just post what was called Emo Core at the time, you know what I mean? Like, just post that. Does that sound accurate?
2: Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's on. I think this record fucking
0: rules, and I think it needs a little bit more attention than it, it, it definitely got some, but like, I think this, and hopefully, you know, if. These, you know, these folks are able to tour and stuff. I got to see them, play with them a couple of times. They're fucking fantastic. Um, shout out to Hank and the crew. Um,
1: yeah, shout out.
0: X Foundation. Yeah, shout out to all those, th- those dudes. Wonderful bunch out. of dudes. Really cool. So um, I really love this record. I you know, I feel like this is in Pat's wheelhouse. I wonder, Bob, what do you, oh, what like you think? Oh, I like it a
2: lot. I actually have been kind of like a, a slow fire pistol head for a minute um though i bet it'd be interesting to talk about their influences and i'd be like okay yeah i like that one nope 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 (laughs) i like that one but this one nope uh that song that band has like two songs that i think are good but they were really bad when i saw that kind of thing um yes i think they bring a lot of energy and interesting uh musicality to this world and also you can tell listening to this record that it was really well thought out like there was a lot of like hey, what's this record going to be about? And uh, yeah, I'm into it. I, I think it's really cool. I'm actually psyched on it as a Triple B release because I think it's it's a little different. Like, yo, Triple B is the hardcore label. You know what I mean? Like, they've just been killing it for the last decade. That said, this falls sort of out of his wheelhouse in, in just yeah. so- Sonic-wise, even though his wheelhouse is broad as hell. So it's kind of cool to see that and... um yeah. I'm who do sorry.
0: you see? Who, who does this. All right. When we talked about who do you see bands going out with? Mm-hmm. Who do you see this working with? Is this a oh, touche man. thing? Is this a.
2: The touche is a, an easy it, fit. It easy fit. Um, but I think this could go out with a lot of bands. I mean. It could go out with like a straightforward hardcore band probably. 100% can go out with something a little more on the poppy side. Um, be, yeah. I think this is a band who could play small rooms like beautifully. I actually also think this is one of those bands who it's like yeah you might see them play in a basement and it's cool and it's perfect or you might see them play like a 500 cap and the sound is is banging like it's one of those like shit I'd like to get the live recording from this kind of thing going on too so I, um yeah
1: i would say stuff like fury one step closer that it could play with it's got enough it's melodic enough that it could play with any of that and has a similar uh Aggressive without being uh, brutish sort of energy. So I I, I think that it it could also find tour opportunities among those type of bands. 100%. Um,
2: Why that record? Slow Fire Pistol. All right, uh, my turn. Yo, I'm sticking to single songs, um, and I was glad Tom you actually put together a playlist. Thank you. And I wasn't thinking about this song as much recently, but the song "Inversion" by Quicksand that mm. kind of was dropped out of nowhere a couple months back. But like, I'm so glad you included it. Because I really like the song. I mean, yo, Axel Grind podcast does not need to spend a lot of time telling you that we like Turnstile, does not need to, lo- to spend a lot of time telling you that we like Quicksand. Um,
0: I I'm think a fan of, really- all of Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just think it sounds like. Hmm. I really like The Last Quicksand record. I think it's really good. I would, I can have the conversation with people where. I know there's a lot of people who are like, oh, it sounds more like a Rival Schools record. I'm like, you know, it doesn't to me. It sounds like a post-Rival Schools quicksand record. Um, So I get why people lean to that. But to me, this sounds like, hey, I found this pair of jeans that I really liked when I bought it, but I I didn't wear wear them for a while, and they were at the bottom of the drawer. So when I put them on, it was kind of like, oh, let me figure out what these things are about. That was the first record. The, the first record back, and then this new song feels like they've been wearing those jeans for a couple of weeks and they fit in good. It just sounds yeah, like everything's gels, you know.
0: It's heavy. It's catchy. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, th- I, I think you, you're right. Like, I think people when when um, the 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 reunion record, for lack of a better term, came out. Yes, since it wasn't fucking. You know, Phaser Part Two. People look. Like, sounds like rival schools. Yeah, it really yeah. didn't. Just because Walter wrote it, but yeah. I think it's a slightly it's it's
2: interiors because we were both blanking top. on the title interiors. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, yeah, I I, can I, I was, I was totally out on it. Yeah,
0: I mean, you know what? Like twenty five. You know what I mean? Like, let's talk to Earthquake. You know, like twenty five years after writing a record, you're not going to write that same record.
2: No, I hope not.
0: You've doubled in age. Yeah, <laughs> they've doubled like from one record to another. But I think it was, it, if you got out of your own head that it wasn't fucking manic compression. Yeah, it's a really fucking great post hardcore record, and I think this this guy has me even more excited for the next thing because I think I might like this
2: more as much, if not more, more, than anything on Interiors.
1: True, Patrick. I didn't think it was a single.
2: Oh, interesting. Okay.
1: To- totally good. Uh- like by any band standards, a great song by quicksand standards, this would be a, uh, you know, track five. Well, and um, it's
2: interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause to me, well, you know, and this, cause we just said this about the Akulu record too, actually, um, that we yeah. were, I think the idea now with this quicksand has made no mention of a new record, nothing, nothing, nothing. So we, all we know is, Hey, here's a new song. So it's not like a single to promote anything. It was just like, hey, here's a new song. Why not check it out? You know.
0: Well, I, mean, I think they've like hinted.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I mean, I have to assume, but I have no info and no details on it. But
0: uh, I think you'll be very happy at the end of the summer, beginning of the fall.
2: Oh, okay.
0: And it's on Epitaph.
2: It, it that's that is cool. I, I well, because the last record was on Epitaph, so, um, yeah. Was I'm, the last record on Epitaph? Yep, yep. Interiors came out. I on did Epitaph. not know. Um, and they did the Triptych uh, Continuum 12-inch on Epitaph 2. Um, I, I am curious about the way singles get released now. Because I and may, are we still old form where we think, yo, like, step the fuck out with your best foot forward to bring people in? Or, or is this kind of the, like, yo, give them something good, but don't give them your best? Like, is that the model? Right, let people model? buy it
0: and be stoked.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, because, uh, like, the Kulu song they dropped first was good. None of us are saying it's not good, but we, I think all three of us are like, oh, there's there's two, three, five songs on the record I like more than it. Right. Right. So
1: well, I'm curious. Also, about I should mention labels will give their suggestion, but ultimately, in the world that we're in, bands typically have the final word on what they want the single to be. Um, And bands don't know what their best songs are ever.
0: True. Very good point. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, I think, you know, if we think about in our youth, how many times you go, you know, someone puts out a single, you're like, oh, this fucking song rules. And then you buy the record, you're like, this is the fucking best song. It's like the equivalent (laughs) of like all the good scenes are in the trailer. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you don't want to fucking lead with like the
2: hit. This might be one of five hits. Yeah, a you have game. no idea. True. Well, yo, shout out, shout out, Quicksand. We still love you. Got, nothing but love. And it, it's honestly like, <clears throat> I say this very honestly. If I thought the song sucked, we just wouldn't talk about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we wouldn't be sparge their name. No, we just, it just no, does not exist, right? It's that good. Yeah, I, and it's and it is. It's one of those things that we we circle a lot because you. I think when you first get into music, you're like, whatever. Like, okay, this band put out some good records and then put out a bad record. Or this band put out some good records and then there was a break and then they put out another good record. Cool, whatever. Once you get some age and time and perspective in life and you can stop and go, wait a second. This band put out great records 20 years ago and now fast forward to now and they're still, they they came back and put out something notable. Like, this is good. That that means something. So shout out to shout out to bands who pull it off because uh, we all know that the, that's the exception, not the rule.
1: Fact. Fact.
2: All right, PK, your turn. Is it round oh, robin, yeah. baby? All
1: right, uh, let's go with this. Uh, am I saying this right, Koyo? <laughs> yes. yes. Jesus Christ, <laughs> four letters. I mean, who knows? I was waiting, know? waiting for
2: him to be. I was waiting for him to say, "All right, how about let's go with wrist meat razor." Listen. Am I saying this right?
1: Koyo, <laughs> Koyo uh, is uh, Long Island dudes uh, doing very capable pre-Taking Back Sunday Long Island. Is that a fair statement?
2: Yeah, facts.
0: Yeah, I mean, I could say it's. I don't know. if It's pre-Taking Back Sunday. It might be right on Taking Back Sunday. Okay,
1: maybe I. I don't know because
0: I hear more Taking Back Sunday in this than I hear. Oh, you do. Then I hear like silent majority.
1: No, there's not much silent majority. Um, so,
0: what, so I, but then what, what? Then what is it? I mean, I'm not. I'm not being like um, confrontational. No, no, no.
1: no. Uh, let's see what what was around. It's not inside. It's not
0: uh, it, movie life. Taking back Sunday.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's the definitely. The
0: band who should not be named. There's definitely
1: um, movie life. There's there's definitely. I can
0: hear movie life.
1: There's definitely movie life. Uh,
0: I mean. I I love movie life, so I'm not f- offended by that whatsoever.
1: No, and honestly, I have a complete... I've always defended <laughs> Taking Back Sunday as, maybe even on this podcast, as having a exceptionally high level of craftsmanship for these songs that I think nobody is looking for that. <laughs> you know I mean? like, <laughs> I, I'm kind of impressed by... And people thought that about brand new, but I never felt that way. I I, I thought that taking back Sunday had this like really odd, like odd level of, of kind of uh, the songs were put together very smart so that the vocals were built for singalongs were built for memorable moments. And I kind of always admired that. I, but I don't get that exactly from no. Koyo. I, I, I guess movie life is honestly like, you know what this is? Is it is it fair to say that this is in the? Um, oh goddamn! Uh, forgive me. What's the what's the label? Uh, give me the la- uh,
2: drive through. Tri- no, I was gonna say
1: triple crown. Triple crown. Triple crown. This, yeah. okay. this is in the triple crown.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: Lane. Yeah. Yes.
2: Movie lights a great starting point. Triple crown in general is a great starting point. This is Poppy Long Island, and really well done. The way people are gravitating towards it. Yo, we all know what happens with bands like this from Long Island, and I'm not saying like, yo, this is going to be the next fucking. I'm not playing. Taking like, back. No, I'm not saying yeah. that per se, but I am saying like, bands like Crime and Stereo built really nice uh, stories on doing poppy, fun, <laughs> aggressive music from Long Island and just doing it well, and I, I could see yeah, totally. It is even see, yeah, I could totally see Koyo doing that as well. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I'm excited
0: for the rest of this. Um, out on Triple B, they had a, mm-hmm. the previous uh, EP was on LDB. That's right. Um, yeah, I'm psyched on this. I think it's it's really well done, and I'm curious to see um, see what's next. Now the touring is happening. They've only played two shows, I think. I don't even mm. know if it's that. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I think that's what Joey said. Um, they did, and it's it, so this is this is the fair. This is a perfect description. Yes. Well, now they were talking about shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is the perfect description of them. So they're doing two record release shows on Long Island in, I believe, in August. Yes. But, um, fuck, I wish I had them in front of me. God damn it. Um, but, so they're playing um, Amityville Music Hall. Yes. And Shaker's Pub. Right? Yep. Two nights in a row. One night is, like, the more, like, straightforward, hardcore night. Yes. Like, I think Life's, Life's Questions playing. Mm-hmm. I think Regulate. Fuck. Yep. Regulate. I can't think of who else. Yeah. Fuck. It's a good one. And then the, line the line. other night is the more like Poppy lineup. Mm-hmm. And I think that explains exactly what they are. Oh, like, to have like two different lineups that both fit with them is pretty much the best explanation I could give of what this band sounds like. Yeah.
2: No, I think that's, I think that's, uh, it's, it triangulates it perfectly.
0: Fam, for a second. Let me f- see if I could just pull up that flyer now that I'm, we were like struggling through, like that guy too. Yeah. Hold on. Um, PK,
2: you love on. Long Island stuff, don't you?
1: Where Where's Midtown from? New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah, I got gotcha.
2: you. Uh, did you know, um, have you ever been to Elm Avenue Park?
1: I don't think I have. Mm.
2: Have you ever been to the Del Mar post office?
1: Oh, Elm Avenue Park. Hold on. Is it is it on the four corners? Where is it?
2: It's it's near the four corners. Uh, it's got the um it's got three outdoor swimming pools, splash zone for toddlers, playground, basketball and tennis courts. Uh oh, winter wait, activities wait, wait, wait. include ice That's skating. That's the town
1: park. Yeah. We buddy. don't call that Elm Avenue Park. That's the town park.
2: Okay, good. Uh, Have you uh, All right, I got the
0: lineup.
1: So <laughs> Hold on. real quick, yeah. I drove by it the other day Yeah, uh, and I thought about how often I ate, uh, what's the, they're not, they're not sweet tarts. What was the sister candy to sweet tarts?
2: Oh shit. Um, Smarties.
1: I don't know. Smarties are like, there are two types of Smarties.
2: Robes. Um,
1: no, they're, they're these little discs. You could wing them at yeah, each
2: other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Necco wafers? No.
1: No, no, no. That's a good guess, but um, um, what
2: are those little wing them um, Not, not. They oh, looked okay. like discs. Yeah. No, they they were like flat. They came in kind of a like a foggy wax. No, paper, those are you know? Necco wafers. Those you're thinking.
1: Wafers. You are thinking of wafers. Thinking, what am I thinking of? of? I'm thinking of a different product that was uh, disc
2: candy. Let's see. All right. Not yes. ne- Neko. Can- Why? No, no. <laughs> Not Jarrett. Tom, vamp for us while we figure this out with the, the show.
0: All right. So when you so now I'm going to go back to the show. Um, so August 20th is the Amneville Music Hall show. It's Koyo's uh, record release show. It's Rule Them All, Shackled, Standstill, yep. which mm. is coming out on NMZ, their first show, and a band called Yes Duke, which I like it. And then August 22nd. At Shaker's Pub, it's Living Weapon, which is um, John from Vane's new band. Mm. Um, I think he's singing. Okay. Um, Victory Garden, yep. which are all the Smiths yep. from Long Island that were in Backtrack and, and Hangman and, 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 and Rule Them All. Soul Blind, Life's Question, Regulate, and Koyo. Damn. Patrick,
2: yeah. Are you thinking of sprees?
1: Oh, let me see. I'm pretty sure that's it.
2: Spree is what it is, they're discs. Yo, those are cool shows. Spree candy, also pretty cool. Really bad, like like good, but in that way that you can tell whatever you're eating is so bad.
1: Okay, so spree. I remember being a child and just at the town pool, just eating spree at, from the uh, disgusting fucking. Let, let's give a shout out. I, I, it's, some of our listeners are suburban. Some of them aren't. Yeah. If you never. Went to a suburban uh, baseball field with the with like, the fucking like, concession like, stand, Ooh. yeah, like little league field or town park slash town pool, and gone to the concession stand and eaten the fucking disgusting ass fucking food and eaten just the candy at the same time. So you're eating a hot dog and candy. Yo. You're just a piece of shit. That that's a that's the, just shout out to that the
2: Colony baseball field like in Latham where they had the little concession stand. There's probably a time between age seven and nine where if you asked me, like, what's your favorite restaurant, I would have said that. Like, oh, the concession stand. It was so cool.
1: Check it out. So I haven't had Spree in fucking 150 years because I don't think they're vegan, Uh, but they still make them.
2: Oh, yeah. Willy Wonka Company, buddy.
1: I'm Uh, trying to figure
2: out what's in them. Let's it can't see. be vegan. This shit's really gross. I think
1: it's got, like, uh, the, the wax made out of uh, out of bugs.
2: Sure.
0: Do you like bugs? Pat, or I bugs? think you might want to check in on Eric. He's posting um, Instagram stories of – he's watching an important piece of cinema, Dan Aykroyd, unplugged on UFOs.
1: Yeah, so he is getting back to L.A. before I am, and he's falling apart already.
2: We're worried about you, Eric. All love. Um, egg albumin is what's keeping you away from spray. Fuck off, Spree! Mm-hmm. They, could, they could literally just take that out, and it wouldn't make a difference. Um, all right, let's back, back to Carver. music. <laughs> Jesus, uh, Patrick, you said Koyo, Tom. It's up to I you. I just say this. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so we got a few more. Here, we're going
0: to do one more, another single song thing, and then yeah, we, yeah. the last three things are, are, are EPs or albums. Yeah, you lead us through. I'm going out to California. I'm going to Dare
2: different method oh yeah yo uh my my i don't know how many words take this is uh 2021's down to nothing this is a down to nothing song Uh and it's fucking great high energy straight edge straight edge uh anthem love it lots of sing along it's it's if you love down to nothing the most if you love down to nothing splitting headache uh you need to hear this dare song you will love it
0: it's uh, fucking awesome that I can't wait for the rest of the record, and that's a good yeah because they're they're a straight edge band on Revelation, just like Down to Nothing.
1: It's good hardcore.
0: It's so good. It's so this is heads and ta- heads and above heads and shoulders. I was gonna say heads and tails, heads and shoulders above their previous stuff.
1: Oh yeah. Oh no no. They they, they for sure leveled up. This sounds good. Uh, it is. Uh, To call it meat and potatoes hardcore is not an insult. I think that's what it is is, uh, striving for. And it is in that exact pocket where it is not goonish at all, but also rather aggressive and uh, just perfect, basically perfect stage dive music. It's perfect stage dive music. It's it's really fun.
2: Perfect stage dive music. Tom, you're driving the train. Choo-choo. What's up next? Oh, we're still going. All right, still going. Okay. I'm still going. I'm still going. You're still going. Uh, You're leading.
0: You're the leader. That's it. You're the leader. Follow the leader like Pat's Twizzy.
1: taste. I just want to say anytime, shout out to Dare. Uh, firstly, good stage divers themselves, but also anytime time that you say that you incorporate motherfuckers into your song lyrics, I just like you. You know what I mean? I just like, I got a good feeling about you. Yeah. You know what? And
0: there's a, it's a straight edge anthem that's not corny. I love fucking Straight Edge and I love Revelation.
1: Yeah, it makes it, it, it that makes
0: have been very want, important to me over the course of my hardcore life. True. So it
1: makes me want to jump over a number of kids, then then turn back around while on top of them to sing the line, same motherfuckers who called it a trend. Uh it's fucking
2: great. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, I good. like that vibe. Like that energy. All right, we're gonna go, uh we're
0: going to the UK. Oh. Chubby and the gang. Ooh, that yeah. new Let's Chubby. Do it. It's fucking fun. Makes me want to put
2: on like a fucking football jersey and bounce drink around, drink fake
0: beer with my friends.
2: <laughs> Yo, uh, I, I'm feeling this record so far. I like the first LP. I think I like the production on this one. I, I like the tracks more. And I think the vocals have kind of evolved in a way that I really appreciate and I didn't yeah. expect. I, I expected it to have gone a little more pubby or like you know, uh, uh, playful and it's, it's just, it's not, it's got a little more depth to the vocal character. And I, I was, uh, I fuck with it hard. Uh, psyched for the record with the chubby and the gang and the chisel right in the vein. Yeah. This is what I need. Fuck yeah. like fun to is that. fun. like to hear that Patrick. Uh,
1: too fun for me
2: mm, still.
1: Yeah. Too fun. Like this is the sort of shit where if somebody else puts it on, I have no objections. You understand? Like, it's the same thing with sheer mag, you know? Like, I've got mm-hmm. no objections. You put it on, that's a much better choice than you could have made, and I'm, I'm cool with it. But on its own merits, it's just like a little too fucking fun for me.
2: I, I think we need, to, we need to set the scene for you, let's see. Tom, help me set the scene for Patrick. Pick any city that you think Patrick likes in the United States. This is like Mad Lib set a scene.
1: Jesus, that's tough.
2: Birmingham, Alabama. Do, okay. Yeah. Okay, he's in Birmingham. Patrick, uh, you are... Th- Although a band like this in Birmingham might draw some people that you might not find very nice. Well, they're not going to be playing live. They're not going to be playing live okay. in this situation. Because right. live show means Patrick was going to a show in Birmingham. And there's a whole thing with that.
1: If you're going to say, if I'm out someplace and somebody puts this on the jukebox, I'm into it.
2: You're with right. friends. Uh, you're cool. eating. You're, you're at the, uh, the, the pita spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, this comes on. And just good energy. You're sitting around. Yeah. This seems like, I think you could be into it at that point. We need to recreate that for you.
1: You know what? You're not wrong. It, it, it's uh, I guess I'm just in a very much uh, dare mindset of jumping over kids. And this is more like, kind of like that, that boozy sing along. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, so
2: especially, yo, you shouldn't listen. If you're of the edge variety, listen to the Chubby and the Gang record before dare. Cause you might have a different feeling. There you go. Two fun records,
0: though. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. First I mean, I think we don't like funny. I like fun. I just don't like funny.
1: We're gonna we're gonna do a funny band, and I'm gonna defend them. So
0: yeah. All right. So let's do let's go over there right the fuck now. <laughs>
1: okay. C four.
0: Yes. The record is called Chaos Streaks. Chaos Streaks, yes. which I hopefully I'm wrong, but given some of the subject matter on this, does this mean like poop streaks in the toilet? That's the first thing I thought of.
1: You know what? I'm like, is that
0: like the joke? They're like, dude, I left some chaos streaks in there, man. I had too much fucking Buffalo chicken.
1: I'm not putting anything past this band. L- you want me to go in?
2: Go in. Go ahead.
1: Okay. This is um the local band that you like or hate. That's it. This is locking out. This is Boston. Yeah. Um, it is got some good parts Uh, it's got some generic parts what pushes it over for me and what holds it back for others is that it is not fucking trying and that's a knock against it for a lot of people and I understand why I'm in that boat most of the time but there is something really charming about this band who is just singing about head, head stomping on vegans. And it, it's, it's a ludicrous, it reminds me of, of a time, it reminds me of a time that in like the early 2000s where there would be bands that would want to do the locking out thing, right? But they would, what's that, mid 2000s, really? They, they they would want to do that. They would be doing it locally, and they would almost be too funny or irreverent for their own good. That's what this is. And I don't like locking out music.
0: I was going to say, would this be the first locking out band that you liked if they were on locking out?
1: If they were on locking out. Yeah. This, so this is. To be is clear, it's on that, Triple Bay. Yeah. Yeah. this am yeah, sorry. So this, but it's got a lot of locking out sound. Although I hear, I also hear just a ton of like Boston homage, you know, and. I hear New York too. Yeah. Oh, certainly. But the. Everybody, they sing about chicken cutlets. I just want to point this out to like, I don't know how else to put this. It's. It's. If you like songs about, you know, walking down the street in a, in a Big Mac. This isn't that far afield. (laughs) This is maybe a little even goofier than that. But this won me over with the song Real Estate Barons, which is about slumlords and just being a bad tenant and how much slumlords fucking suck and they could suck your dick and you're going to ruin their place. I think it's it's funny, man. I would go to this band's show and I would watch... I don't know where they're from. I would Boston. watch fucking, okay, Boston. Perfect. I would watch a bunch of fucking Boston hooligans. Maybe there's too much of a pit. So somebody stage dives and they land straight on their fucking neck. Somebody picks them up. you're right. You're right. The band doesn't stop playing. It's just, this is a type of VFW hardcore that I'm just incredibly familiar with. I don't always love this Won Me over on charm
0: how do you going to get a tattoo that says shitting once a week is what this mosh is about?
1: Fuck. That's a <laughs> lyric, everybody. So it's a lyric. I, 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 do you guys have any other highlights? I wish I had written them down. Th- I mean, these I lyrics think are fucking uh, ridiculous.
2: The songs are, the, the, the tracks are cool. If you fuck mm-hmm. with rampage, if you fuck with the glory, 12 inch, um, mm-hmm. yo, they're, they're channeling the, where the wild things are comp. They're channeling the new breed comp. They're channeling, uh, fast, New York hardcore strained through Boston just a touch. And um,
1: I hear like Jerry's kids sort of stuff.
2: There's just a, just a touch of the Boston, just a touch. And that's kind of like what we've seen from the lock and out world. And then when, when rival mob came around, they really said they, they did it more so than the earlier um, lock bands, like Regis jams, uh, Regis jams kind of did a little bit of Boston stuff, but in subtle ways, mental was really New York, bounce and groove, pulling from some other spots, but, you know, trying to throw Super Touch and the Raw Deal demo and, you know, some Rev stuff in grill Biscuits, let's say, in a blender, and I think they did it so well. I think this is fun. Um, I could see a whole swath of people who are into many of the things we've been talking about not feeling this, but then this also being the band that some people are hearing this saying, this is the only new thing you played that I like so fuck yeah different flavors for different fl- different flavors yep cool tom we lead us anything else yes we got Gosh. one more right last one, yeah, one more. yeah last but definitely not least
0: is that the one we just go yeah you know, double check yeah that's it now mind you like now that you've we've gotten 90 minutes in or whatever um this is not meant to be everyone
2: we've not at all. Oh yeah, we 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 missed twenty things, and some of it's stuff we like, and we just but we just basically said, hey, we're talking about these things. Let's throw it out and talk on the air about right. it. Stuff might have come come out two weeks ago.
0: Yeah. It not being talked about here is not a reflection on the record. stuff that might have come out t- the day we recorded this that we didn't get to. Stuff that like there's so much stuff. So this was not meant to be an all encompassing.
2: Thing. don't be mad don't be a baby don't be mad that's i'm we we preamble all the damn time just don't be mad we we talk about shit we talk about whatever
1: let's yeah, go also st- straight up from my perspective there's nothing i won't if, if something isn't getting talked about it, on my end always it's just being overlooked it's got no, i don't i'll talk about your fucking man if i hate you so i don't i it's don't don't ever get salty yeah. that we're like passing you over and
2: you know yo, by the way me. nobody ever gets salty us. we love you all you all are the yeah. best so you know, we just, just play I, I
1: don't, don't answer the it. email so i didn't know what we were dealing with no, it
0: no, really. no 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 i just wanted to make sure because there's definitely stuff that came out like or we didn't talk about the fucking dead heat record but that heat mm-hmm. record came out a month ago no no yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not a reflection on the dead heat record no we're yeah. all fans yeah you're, you're right and but but this is this was literally the last like couple of days yeah, yeah. other yeah. than the 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 quicksand song everything else literally came out in the last fucking 96 hours or something fucking crazy um Last but not least, our boy, friend of the pod, friend of all of us,
2: Justice and Angel Dust.
1: Oh mm. yeah,
2: what's this record called? Remind me. I can picture the cover.
1: House, some house.
2: Yeah, it's. Uh, oh Jesus Christ! We're like ninety-seven years old. Know. We're like I don't.
0: Yeah. Uh, I just got a lot of
1: shit in this brain.
0: I'm. Th- you, you're just keeping a, a bigger house. You're thinking of chaos streaks that you're gonna make later on. Um, bigger house, yeah. Bigger house, so it's an EP. There's some remixes on it. Yeah, I feel like they've changed so much over the course of the five years or so that Angel Dust has been a band. Yeah, this is not. You could play this for your friend who has no fucking idea who Tra- who Trapped Under Ice is, and they'd like this.
2: Yo, good point. Wow. <laughs>
0: Quite honestly, like we all, you know, like. I actually really like this. I think his songwriting has gotten so much like, – has improved over the course of him being like the singer-songwriter in this band. Um, oh, I think man. it's a fucking fun summer goddamn record. Yeah. I, First song called Love is the Greatest. Are you kidding me? This is fucking yeah. fun. This is,
1: yeah, that's true.
2: Go hang out at the fucking beach with your friends. Yo, I – um, when We were talking about this band – well, and more so than talking about Angel Dust, we were talking about this these songs, and it brought up a reference that I didn't expect. It reminding me of, but like in the most unexpected turn to say somebody in 2013, Time Machine, this record reminds me of Spoon, the band, not not the utensil, um, and kind of a lot of that, a lot of rock music, um, and I think that's clearly what, like it's this is a rock record that is aware of punk music aware of aggressive music aware of a lot of other stuff but like he's going for something totally different here this is this is kind of chilling music it's it's fun this is you can sit at a picnic and your uncle can be around you can play this and nobody's going to be mad um it's pretty pleasant i don't yo and i want to give angel dust credit and justice credit for this I had no idea what to expect from this, right? Like no clue. And that's a good thing. Um, and, and so, no,
0: I mean, they started as like a, like almost like a skate punk kind of band. Yeah. Yo. And, and that early stuff was like H2O adjacent. Right. Or, or
2: like, and, and now it had, sounds like fucking violent fence. Right. And it had like, uh, a lot of like LA punk energy and like, yo, let's write minute long songs. Credit to them for not trying to like write five minute songs, even when they're doing this more rock format stuff. Um, I think one of the things I can say is he still achieves something that I think is super impressive, where you're able to write efficient songs that hit the melody and kind of close it without taking two hours to get through. So shout out! Uh, uh, yeah, I really dig it. Give it a shot.
1: Yeah, it, and uh, as Bob said, this has like a early two thousands indie sort of energy. Yeah. So uh, I I think I might have used the Spoon song as an intro one time, but uh if you if you're not familiar with spoon and and this is a uh, spoon is not like a necessarily a 1 to 1 but there's No, some I, evinda- like Patrick and I might evinda- be the only day- people
2: who yeah. like spoon who are listening to this podcast so I don't know.
1: I have yeah. no idea. Well, I was just going to say spoon from 1998 to maybe 2008 yeah. great run of really fucking good records. Um maybe I'll play the underdog for the song uh that we open with but it, it's a uh, Yeah, that record anyway,
2: that song and that record is wild ass. Really hey,
1: good. Yes.
0: You want to you want to you want to laugh? A good tie-in, please. So, a member of Spoon was uh, here's a trivia question. Oh, member of uh, bass player in Spoon at one point was also the bass player in another band, which we've talked about recently on this podcast, and you've butchered his song. Wow! Oh shit! Many times
2: over the last three years.
1: Oh, that's got to be the kid from Get Up Kids.
2: Yep. Yo, let oh, me fuck, really. Yo, you want me to throw down a gauntlet? Spoon I love a gauntlet. Spoon greater than symbol get up kids
1: oh no doubt
2: oh you guys are cracked you're no way
1: listen uh, girls can tell kill the Moonlight, give me fiction these are all fucking great records yeah,
0: yeah. four minute mile something right home about wow and also so uh, Angel Dust is going out with Mannequin Pussy yes mm-hmm. which we talked about and in my own ignorance I didn't really know enough about the band I still don't or like, listen Pat give it a listen yeah Buddy David from 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 Chicago. T B A. My buddy my buddy Dan from Daniel from Vancouver was like, you really need to check it out. They go in an almost torch direction on some of these records. Interesting. Dude, it it is really, really, really fucking good. So I take back my ignorance about Mannequin Pussy, give it a shot. The records are actually quite good. Let me give me hold on one second. Let me just look up the one record that I that both dudes um,
2: well, while Tom is doing that, Patrick, have you ever been to the Del Mar post office? Yeah, many times. Did you know it is the only one of the 13 colonial revival style New York post offices designed by Louis Simon? And it's the only one that lacks a cupola.
1: Uh, no, I was not aware of that. Yeah. Uh, it is, however, uh, an interesting little building.
2: It was built in uh, the late 1930s. Depression I, era. The I, record is called Patience.
1: Okay.
0: I'm telling you, give it a shot. Report back to us if you liked it or if you hated it.
1: I'll give it a shot.
0: Pat, I will be asking you, and I will follow up. Okay. I'm telling you, you're gonna dig it.
1: I might not have. I might not have a room in my schedule. I'm listening to that song about uh, e- eating. Uh, uh, what the fuck is the line? Eating.
0: Eating uh, buffalo chicken. Buffalo
1: chicken. <laughs> <laughs> What's the fucking line?
0: Buffalo, hey, chicken. buffalo chicken I can't do without.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody, that, that's, that's that C4, that's C4 song where he's talking about, he, you know, he's, he, fuck your fucking health food, vegan shit. He just wants to, I guess, lift weights uh, and eat buffalo chicken. Uh, and <laughs> so Yo,
2: funny. that's it. Yo, enjoy new music. Cut it. Uh, eat buffalo chicken or don't. It's good.